Welcome to Max Volume, where dealer allowed takes at ceiling decibels. I am your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 84. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a pod where we discuss heavy topics like the timeless nature of college comedies, Jennifer Conley's calming presence, and the underrated career of Danny DeVito. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. Before we delve into the topic at hand, let's start with five minutes of Seinfeld level daily observations. So my family has a weekly movie night. Like we get to pick one movie, there's five of us. And on Sundays we meet and we get to talk about it. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of pressure because I want the movie to be great. I want it to be like, oh, how like they, I want them to praise my movie watching skills because right now technically I'm a professional movie watcher. So I can't come with, you know, B-level stuff. So I picked Point Break, you know, 91, Swayze, Keanu Reeves, one of the first act, like modern action movies. Catherine Bigelow directed it. It's fantastic. So and I watched it for the billionth time yesterday. And it wasn't as earth-shatteringly good as I remembered it. And I was like shocked and distraught. I almost texted my whole family at like midnight, be like, this this isn't the movie I, I picked. I'm going to pick something else. I was thinking maybe High Fidelity or maybe the first four episodes of Ted Lasso and like a feel-good Hail Mary, kind of go from TV, go to from movies to TV. But then I listened to the Rewatchables podcast about Point Break and it brought it back to me. I calmed myself down. Like this is, and I forgot, this is a great, 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 probably the greatest bad movie of all time. So you can, it doesn't need to be perfect. Like you can make fun of Keanu Reeves accent, you know, I'm an FBI agent. Or like you can enjoy movies like this, like Cocktail's really stupid. And like, you know, it's Tom Cruise being like hyperactive and flipping bottles. And there's like suicide in that movie for no reason. And it's crazy, but you love it. Or Virtuosity where Russell Crowe is like a robotic 200 personalities in one serial killer and Denzel Washington has a robot arm. Like that's still fun. MacGruber is just a silly movie. Congo, probably the worst ape on screen kind of uh, look to it, but it's corny. It's fun. There's lasers and you don't have to take everything so seriously. Like I'm actually for the first time, I usually take notes, like very specific notes on these podcasts and I kind of read through them and it's good because I don't, sound like I'm reading it, I don't think, but I'm going kind of, I'm going freestyle today. And maybe this will be like the good, bad movie of my podcasts. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be all set up and perfect. Sometimes imperfection is fun. Like I said, the surfer voice from Keanu Reeves is hilarious. Patrick Swayze's like bleach blonde hair and, you know, his kind of weird surfer bank robber mantra that you want to follow. Or, I mean, like this is cool seeing Catherine Bigelow, you know, who later did Zero Dark Thirty, and the Hurt Locker, like this is her beginning. And it's really well shot too. It's really good, like surf vibes. Also the skydiving stuff is awesome. I heard, I guess Patrick Swayze was so into skydiving at the time that he did over 30 jumps for this movie, for the filmings. And the insurance company wouldn't cover him after that. They're like, Patrick, you need to stop. I mean, as amazing as you are, he's doing like flips in the air and his hair is just going all golden. And they focus on his face so you know it's him. But like I said, this movie works, it's fun. So like, I don't, my brain wanted it to be the perfect movie for my family. It doesn't need to be that. It just needs to be fun. I mean, the watching ex-president rubber masks, people rob a bank and, you know, moon, moon, the uh, cameras on the way out and crazy Gary Busey getting two meatball subs, Utah, give me two, 
you know, that stuff. That's just fun. And this was just a really fun movie. And also it birthed the modern action movie. Like the Fast and the Furious movies are just a direct rip of this. Like the guy, the FBI agent or the cop who gets in too deep with the crew and like really respects and loves them and really can't pull the trigger on arresting him. Like that's the modern trope for action movies. And so, I mean, after that mental breakdown, I had another small meltdown (laughs) later about using a boom mic device. Like right now I'm using a boom mic. It's like my mic's connected vertically above me rather than being on the table. And I didn't even want it. My, my podcast partner for my 80s podcast was like, we need to be professional. We need to do this right. And he's right. But I mean, at the same time, I'm a man who likes consistency. I've been doing 83 podcasts on my you know, little microphone on the desk. So he, we bought this like a month ago or he bought it online. And I haven't set it up because, you know, I was fearful. I was like, what if I don't like it? You know what I mean? Like, what if this messes with my podcast flow? And finally, like yesterday... Uh, me and my girlfriend, we try to set it up and the clamp is too small for the desk. And I freaked out. I was like, oh no, it's been a month. This is like $150 rig. Like I bet the return policy is gone. So I frantically in front of my girlfriend called my partner for my 80s podcast way past his bedtime. He has three kids. He has a job. He's also a volunteer firefighter. Like his sleep, he's very clear that I shouldn't call him at certain times. Couldn't I, my brain just, went to panic mode and I had to call him and he's like, I thought you would be on fire. Like you're in the hospital, but you know, the clamp doesn't work. We'll figure, we'll figure this out and you're insane. And I was like, okay, fine. That's, that's cool. And I didn't think anything of it. And I hung up the phone and my girlfriend looked at me like I had two heads for like 10 minutes (laughs) and she was just like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, a lot. <laughs> but I realized, you know, this is kind of my when I my brain goes to panic, fight or flight mode. This is what I do. Like, uh, I was in New York City, about a month ago with her. And we were looking for parking. We're at my sister's apartment. And you know, the streets are confusing. There's different parkings, there's different uh, private parking or metered parking. And my dad goes to New York once a month or twice a month to see my sister and my new nephew, Jake. Hi, Jake. So it's midnight on like a Tuesday. And I, my idea, because I didn't know where to park was to FaceTime my dad. And she looked at me like I just shot somebody. And for the normal person, I get it. It's, it's very strange that I do this, but the people around me somehow cater to my kind of childlike Tom Hanks in big, like, I don't get it kind of method of getting things done. Cause I'm deferential. I'm willing to learn from other people. I'm not like stubborn. I'm like, I know best. It's like, no, other people know better than me, but I need to get out of the <laughs> like toddler lost at the uh, playground. Can someone help me? <laughs> so this is adult Max in your ears right now. This is what, I'm, what we're trying to do. I'm not even like I'm going to try to improvise more on this pod and no more set notes, like no more canned lines or at least less of them. Like actually the, the line canned lines is on my notes. So how ironic is that? <laughs> but I'm trying to kind of go off the dome and I think you can tell there's a little bit more inhalation a little bit more nerves but I'm gonna get better at it the only way to do stuff is to practice so we're gonna Matt Damon in the Martian this we're gonna you know solve one problem and then move on to the next one so today's topic I said goodbye to a long friend uh today actually no not today but yesterday I said goodbye to cable tv now it's been 34 years that cable tv has been in my life there's been endless memories I mean, but event te- television no longer exists. So I just needed to 
kind of get rid of it. Like I used to, you know, on Sundays, it would be Breaking Bad, Mad Men. I mean, those shows, you know, it was event watching. You'll listen the next day. You'd go on like the Ringer pod, uh, the Ringer website and read the articles about the day before. Like Andy Greenwald or Chris Ryan would always have a great kind of rant about stuff. You listen to podcasts the next day about what they thought about the episodes. I think my favorite one ever, Ozymandias, the third to last episode in Breaking Bad. The day after, I think I spent like four hours on different podcasts and I spent five hours on Reddit. And it's just the best when like the whole world is locked in at the same time. It's like you feel connected that something you love is universally being loved by the entire world. It's wonderful. Mad Men, same thing. Game of Thrones, except the last season. Screw you last season or like the last six episodes. You messed up. Benioff and Weiss, I'm so upset with you guys. I mean, you had perfection and you're like, eh, I want to make a Star Wars movie. And you didn't make a Star Wars movie. You like got canceled and you're going to make a Confederate. What if the Confederacy won the Civil War? Like you had the whole world watching and you blew it. Annoyed. But before that, like seasons three, four, five, six of I mean, three, four or five of Game of Thrones, just mwah. season two, two and season one. Yeah, they all rocked. And like just to know that millions of people are locked in in the same way lost you know what i mean like i just loved kind of the mystery of it discussing it with people that was like kind of the first message board online we're all in this together kind of thing i'll never forget season three when jack said we have to go back and it's like you realize they were in the future and they'd gotten off the island and like your brain just exploded and that you didn't have anything to do but to talk to other people about it atlanta but now atlanta's on uh hulu i think or like nip tuck was fantastic and watching the finale of that with a bunch of my friends is really fun I miss Christian Troy. What a great character. Just great jawline, Miami plastic surgeon, just chaos. It was basically like General Hospital, but more well done. Mr. Robot on USA. That was such fun. I think it was Mondays or was it Mondays that it was on or Sundays? I can't remember. But I mean, Mr. Robot kind of botched the landing the last two episodes or meh. But though, I mean, the four seasons were incredible and just so much attention to detail. Thank you, Sam Esmail. But like now there's no, I mean, Lovecraft, county but that's on hbo max and it's not like i don't feel like connected to everyone about that but there's not anything the world revolves around anymore so like who needs commercials like uh, watching like burger king and taco bell and mcdonald's commercials over and over again like one it makes me hungry for stuff that's terrible for me and i don't want that stuff and let's say i'm watching like something at three in the morning and i get like three pizza hut into like hardy's double bacon covered with egg prime rib burger it's like i don't need to think about that at 4 a.m i'm about to go to bed so it's like why do i want to dream about terrible terrible food or like be hungry Nah, i don't need that so like watching via stream is wherever whenever like i no longer just like i no longer need to stare at three hours of sports center a day which is basically all i was using cable for i was just kind of i'd love my you know neil everett uh kenny main uh, Scott Van Pelt, just kind of them cracking jokes and watching the same highlighted clips over and over again. It's it's passive watching, and I need to be proactive in my watching because, I mean, for my 80s podcast, there's 35,000 movies that came out from 1980 to 1990, and I'm on like 150, 200. I have so many more to consume. Like, I mean, I'm trying to rip through like three, four a day, and it's fun. It's like purposeful watching. So why kind of bog that down with, you know, passive kind of mindless like old people that put on qvc like i don't need that yet i'm not i'm not old i mean i act old but i don't need the qvc you know a person on tv's talking to me so i feel less alone that's what podcasts are for <laughs> and i mean live sports like meh like i'm fast forwarding through them anyhow like i i 
gave this whole rant, I think, on another podcast where I showed you how to watch uh, live sports at kind of double speed while listening to a spiritual podcast and working out. If I need to focus on that many other things while doing it to, for it to be entertaining, guess what? It's not freaking entertaining. So also I can go online and look at three-minute uh, like highlights of the sports. Like yesterday uh, for football, I just literally clicked on ESPN and went through box score highlights, five minutes. I was in and out, and I had my – I could talk to people about the Bucks and uh, who they play Bucks and Packers game and how Brady and Gronk are back together. You know, I could I could be part of the conversation without taking four hours out of my day. So, but I just want to, even though there's all these reasons why I got rid of cable and I don't miss it yet and I haven't like yearned for it, but I just want to say thank you to cable for all the memories, like the four hour amc watches of heat and shawshank redemption with commercials you know that would come on and be like well here's my saturday afternoon or like the law i mean god i must watch heat like a thousand times and shawshank it's so good and god god bless amc for putting great movies like that on and i'd have like these law and order svu or criminal intent binges like when i got home from work at two or three in the morning and it's like oh the next three hours are criminal intent it's like good see some murders they're gonna solve them and also Gorin is the best out of all the law and order i just love him victor or vic diafantorio i can't pronounce his name you know he's the big guy who's kind of crazy and like always moves his head to the side in kind of a weird angle and always is understands the crazy people because he's kind of crazy or jeff goldblum's the second best he was only on it for a couple seasons but i just love that kind of savant professional piano player he should have done more with his life but he's just a genius cop svu is harder to watch it's still really fun if you get into it but like, because in Criminal Intent, the victims are dead, you don't feel as bad. There's not as much sympathy. You know, you're, you're just kind of avenging or solving their case. With the sexual victims ones, you know, it's still the victim there and you feel terrible. So I like the Criminal Intent. It's a little bit easier to swallow. But, uh, you know, I would watch those. I mean, they have those marathons for a reason. You know, everyone loves them. You know, that little sound that dun dun. And I, I don't think I'll ever watch it on streaming stuff because that's just too addicting. Or like, for memory wise, I mean, just sex in the city, watching it all through high school and kind of learning about female sexuality and fashion and all in the glitz and glam of New York city. Like that was super fun. Or like getting in the Sopranos craze and thinking my cable went out uh, during the finale, like everyone else did. And it's so funny. It's like, it's actually a great ending when you think about it, but in the moment you shouldn't be like my cable went out. What happened? And pine barons watching that for the first time when it was on. Oh my God. Or like getting into like Family Guy's revolution of animated inappropriate idiocy, Archer, Rick and Morty, uh, South Park Wednesdays were just a huge event. You know, when I was like seventh and eighth grade, it was like way above what was appropriate for me in high school. It felt, you know, they connected with me and, you know, I've been with them for 20 years and those Wednesdays were just really important. But now I think they're on HBO Max. So I think we're good. Watching Friends on Thursday. Now, I know Friends is not great a great show, but it's so entertaining. I mean, I could watch the Joey and Chandler stuff all day, every day. I mean, it's just, it's just fun, mindless, but I don't need mindless anymore. You know, I want more substance with my uh, watching rather than just passively ripping through episodes of Friends. Or like my Sunday night, John Oliver, you know, get my political dose for the week. It's like putting cheese on medicine for a dog. You know, that's what John Oliver was to me. Or like when I was a little kid, like Saturday morning, watching Doug and Rugrats. God, I love Doug so much. Just that Patty Mayonnaise was like my biggest crutch. And uh, crutch? Crush? Yeah, crutch? <laughs> no, crush. And uh, Porkchop was like the coolest dog ever. He had his little igloo and he had his little television set and he kind of talked. And Skeeter was awesome. Gotta love when they color people blue. Roger sucked. 
what a what a what a great bad guy. You know, he had the leather jacket and the weird red hair and the pointy green nose. And yeah, I mean, I love Doug and Rugrats is fantastic too. Nothing like Tommy Pickles getting into getting in trouble and Chucky being like, I don't think it's a good idea, Tommy. It's like, no, it's a good idea. And the, the Passover episode, one of the best Jewish celebratory uh, cartoon shows of all time. I don't know what the list is of that, but, you know, they killed it. And I love that, you know, Jewish cartoons, you know, I'm a Jew. So props to them. And just, I mean, I'm trying to think of other cable memories that I had. I mean, watching Beast Wars, which was like the tra- 3D Transformers show at like in like the year 2000, 7 a.m. before school on like the little TV in our living room. Or after school, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh with friends in between uh, like doing our math homework and eating uh, takeout Chinese food. Always stream beans with chicken with stream beans with white rice. Oh my God, so good. And like a crab rangoon, which I can't have anymore because I got sick of them once. And now I just like every time I look at them, I want to barf. Because I mean, they, they kind of look like barf. I've said barf too many times. But <laughs> but I mean, like Pokemon was way better than Yu-Gi-Oh, by the way. Yu-Gi-Oh was okay, but it was just an offset. Pokemon ruled. Or playing Pokemon too. But that's not part of Cable. But uh, Pokemon ruled. But like cable was really a part of my family for a long, long time. But now I feel freed from like passive turn on a box watching. Now I'm watching with purpose and intent, like new content only. Okay. Like I'm going to expand my horizons, like except the occasional, I'll still watch Midnight Gospel or Adventure Time Palette Cleanser. So like Adventure Time is like an nice 11 minute one. I try to keep it to one. Midnight Gospel, I do five to six minutes at a time. And, you know, like maybe once or twice a day. So it's the right time to say goodbye to cable, like an extra 120 squids a month. That's cash for all you people. I like saying squids or clams, 120 clams a month. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, I mean, you got all these streaming services that you can piggyback with friends too. And it's like, it's really, I mean, I'm going to get pretty much the same content for 10% of the cost, but like, I'll always remember regular season TNT NBA games Stumbling on the end of the usual suspects on FX. I got to watch the last 15 minutes always with the Kaiser Sose reveal or being a channel flipping expert. I think that's what I'll miss most. Like having something I've invested so much time and effort into. Like I am a thumb coordinated master at this point. You know, I could scroll up, scroll down, pause, record certain things. Like the sweet spot of like channels 180 to 220 are like the sweet spot where you get like, USA, TNT, ESPN. I mean, like it was like, that was like, you're like quick, I need to watch something kind of uh, 40 channels. But like now that I can do it without any, you know, finagling, like no more Nissan commercials about cars I don't need. No more Pizza Hut cravings at 3 a.m. Like I said, like the bombardment of advertising and ads are a thing of the past. Like why subject yourself to that? Like that Black Mirror episode where like, if you, it's in the future, but if you have money, you get to not look at ads. It's like, I, I don't want to look at ads. <laughs> like why spark the desire for the unneeded when you can just enjoy content? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to like with the spiritual stuff, like I'm listening to a lot of Ram Dass podcasts and kind of spiritual belief stuff. And it's like, get rid of desire, get rid of hope for kind of things you don't need. So why, I mean, having, you know, all these ads in your face isn't going to help anything. So that's what I'm here for. Like, and also the more I watch my pool of entertainment knowledge grows just deeper. So today I'm going to rip through the last 40 minutes of revenge of the nerds, which is way better than I thought it would be like ogre is hilarious. I mean, just the, you root for the nerds. I just feel for them. Great nerd cast too. And it's like, 
it's just universal for everyone feels kind of picked on at some point in their life. And that, you know, if, and when the time came, they could strike and fight back. And, you know, it's like, love your nerd, love your nerdness. And I think that's what this podcast is. It's loving my entertainment nerdness. And the other movies I got to watch today are action Jackson, which is like, I got to watch, I must watch, but I mean, for the eighties podcast, I need this stuff. So action Jackson, it's a Carl Weathers action movie. He's a Detroit cop. Seems like fun. Love Carl Weathers. I wonder if he's like a good Carl Weathers or I've never seen really an evil Carl, Carl Weathers. I wonder what that would look like. I mean, I guess in the Mandalorian, he's kind of sleazy, but I've never seen like a full on evil. Maybe he's even, no, he's starring in it. So he's probably not evil. And I get to watch this movie too. Eye of the Tiger. I found it because of that Point Break podcast I was talking about before. It's apparently a Gary Busey movie from 1986 where he's an ex-con Vietnam vet taking on a biker gang who like murdered his family. And it's like, I love ex-Vietnam vet. I love ex-con movies. I love revenge movies. And I love crazy Gary Busey. So, I mean, I am excited to watch this. Great name, too. I had a tiger. I don't know how I didn't hear this before, but it exists. And now I'm going to, now I'm going to eat. I'm going to enjoy it rather than, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it rather than watching, you know, Sports Center for the third time. So, it's not going to, I mean, none of this would happen if I'm stuck in like my 2003 mode and waiting for, you know, the top 10 on sports center as three minutes of ad scroll on my, on my screen. Like I waited as long as I could to be a cord cutter, but there's too many options out there. It's like, there's Netflix, there's prime, there's Hulu, there's HBO max. And you know, you piggyback and figure out with friends. And uh, if I had to rank them, by the way, I would go, well, Netflix has the best like screen for scrolling and finding stuff. But I think prime is pretty much caught up to them. Although HBO max's movies are pretty solid, but I don't like the way they, the way that you have to scroll through, but for sheer content, I think HBO max might be the best fall by prime than Netflix, than Hulu. For some reason, I've, I've never given Hulu a fair shake. I just don't like the way it's set up. Like I'll watch stuff occasionally if it's just exclusively on there, like Palm Springs, but for some reason I don't go to Hulu or for like solar opposites, which was an exclusive for them. But, uh, yeah, maybe I need to just up my Hulu game. But like I said, the juice is no longer worth the squeeze for any uh, of the cable kind of vibes. And God, juice is no longer worth the squeeze. What's that from? Oh my God, that's from uh, The Girl Next Door, which was, and that's Timothy Oliphant's quote. He's a porn director who's bullying a teenager teenager kid. Weird movie. And great ending. Like they play uh, Teenage Wasteland at the end while like he, the kid wins everything. But that movie should have been a lot better. It should have been like our generation's risky business, but for some reason it didn't work. But oh man, maybe I'll rewatch that. But it's not in the 80s, so I can't watch it right now. So, <laughs> but like I said, the time has come. It's time to cut cable. Like network shows are garbage right now. Like I can't think of one show network wise that everyone's watching. Can you? I can't. Streaming is the future. I mean, it has been for the last 10 years. So it's time to leave my old friend cable behind. So goodbye, cable. It's been a wonderful journey, but it's time to move on. See, even my dogs agree. They're barking about it. But Cable, you were my first love, and I'll never forget what you did for me. And like, you know, Step by Step and Family Matters and, you know, Full House and great sitcom shows through the 90s. Like, that got me through, you know, being a kid. So thank you, Cable. And that's all I got. Later.